This is the Music History Podcast. I'm your host, Gage William, and today we are talking about guitar icons. This is a comprehensive history of modern guitar in terms of rock music, so from the early 1900s to now. First off, in the 1920s, 1930s, you get your blues players. Um, these are black musicians playing the Delta Blues, mostly slide on the guitar and acoustic guitar. You get people like Blind Willie Johnson and Robert Johnson. A lot of Johnsons around that time. I don't know if you know that. But um, interesting fact about Robert Johnson, he actually, um, some of his contemporaries claimed that when they first heard him play, he was the worst guitar player they've ever seen in their entire lives. He disappeared for a short while and came back and they claimed that he was the greatest guitar player they've ever seen in their entire lives. Um, it is fabled that he met the devil at the crossroads and traded his soul for his ability to, to play guitar. What I really think happened, though, is that he disappeared, practiced for a while, and then came back and hit the circuit again, playing live. And he hit it pretty big. Um, shortly after that, you're starting to get more blues musicians playing um, with electric guitars and stuff like that. But... Um, you don't really see any guitar icons that are still relevant to today until Chuck Berry playing rock and roll in the 50s. Now, this was electric. It was slightly distorted. You get your hits, you know, like um, Johnny B. Good and stuff like that. And then you get Elvis, obviously, pretty much copying what um, Chuck Berry was doing. But I, I, there really aren't any more famous guitar players from the 50s that are still relevant to today. Um, that didn't really, you didn't really get an explosion of that until the mid to late 60s, in which you get, first of all, a super group, a band called the Yardbirds, in which you get um, famous legends switching off on guitar before they were um, famous. So you get Jimmy Page playing guitar, uh, who later went on to find, uh, to found Led Zeppelin. You get Jeff Beck, who, amazing guitar player, has an epic catalog solo career. And then you also get Eric Clapton. Now, around this time, Eric Clapton was considered, quote-unquote, the god of guitar playing. There's a famous picture of some graffiti in a city. I'm not sure where it's at. But it says, Clapton is god. And that was the phrase that was going around. And then, shortly after the Yardbirds... Right around this time this is happening, you get Jimi Hendrix. He reinvents the way we play guitar. He takes these blues licks. He applies triads to them. He makes chords and melodies. He's playing them at the same time. He's adding really heavy distortion and fuzz to his sound, and he just creates this totally unique way of playing guitar. Clapton actually gets mad, and he says something along the lines of, it really pissed me off that I've been practicing and practicing, and this kid, this young man comes onto the scene and he just blows me out of the water. No matter how hard I practice, I can never play like Jimi Hendrix. Now, after Hendrix, um, you're starting to get heavier bands. You're getting The Doors. You're getting Led Zeppelin. You're getting Black Sabbath. Pushing rock and pushing guitar into the mainstream, you're getting more and more guitar solos. Now, the early 70s, obviously you're getting all these bands and no, I feel like guitar is really taking off and the art of guitar has really shifted because of Jimi Hendrix. Now, in the late 80s, another legend is born. 
not really born, but he hits the spotlight with the album Van Halen 1, the Van Halen Brothers, Alex Van Halen on drums, and Eddie Van Halen on guitar, David Lee Roth singing. Just changed the game. First track of the first album, you have Running With The Devil. Amazing, powerful tune with a great guitar, cool little licks, and a really unique sound that you don't really... You don't hear until that point in history. It, it, it didn't exist. People were like, what is this? Why does the guitar sound so good? And then the very second track on the album is the famous Eruption. People didn't even know if it was a guitar or not. They, they couldn't decipher. He was playing so fast and so clean, they thought it was cheating. They thought it was sped up. They thought it was a synthesizer. They, they couldn't wrap their minds around it. Uh, come to find out it was just him tapping on the guitar and doing really fast arpeggios. And that, I feel like, is what catapulted rock into its next era, which is the um, 80s. You're getting glam rock. You're getting all these um, bands like Def Leppard, White Snake, and stuff like that. And then it slowly deviates into different kinds of metal. You're starting to get Slayer, you're starting to get Metallica, you're starting to get Iron Maiden, you're getting all sorts of metal, this is where it kind of just divulges into everything, and then with the 90s, or yeah, after the 80s, you get the 90s with the grunge movement, all of those guitar players, and then up uh, 2020, or 20, 2000 until now, really has just been a cesspool of all of these genres from the late 60s to the 90s coalesced into countless genres, and you can't really name anybody as the guitar player of a generation anymore. I feel like the last one to do that was Van Halen. He really was the last of the greats. Because when you're talking about the greats, you have to think like they've had time to cement themselves in history and and they've had time to show why their uh, changes to their style has caused such an uproar. They've had time to cook and settle. And, I mean, now we're just going to have to wait until we realize, oh, this guy over here, he really changed the game. But in terms of guitar history, that is pretty much it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. This is the Music History Podcast. I'm your host, Gage William. Catch us next time.